Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the lovely upstate of South Carolina. I am your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the upstate, in the Greenville area, the greater Greenville area, if you will. Um, And you can find all of my contact information in the show notes should you need to reach me for any reason, uh, for anything at all, but specifically for your real estate needs. And if you like the show, if you love the show, please make sure you subscribe that you don't miss future episodes. At some point, there will be another episode that you listen to that will pique your attention uh, or another episode that pops up that will pique your attention and that you won't want to miss. And so make sure that you subscribe and I would appreciate and I always appreciate when you guys leave me reviews and ratings, uh, particularly those five-star ratings and those kind reviews. Those are the ones that I'm looking for. So I would appreciate if you guys could do that. Um, It's not that hard to do. Just hit five stars, just type a few kind words, and I would appreciate that. Today, we're going to be talking about the uh, slowing down of the market. Uh, And I've got the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats in front of uh, my face right now. And this is something we talk about from time to time. The uh, GGAR publishes stats every month. These stats are are not always highly accurate. I find that, uh, so the way it works is in September, they'll publish the stats through the end of August, uh, and then in in October through the end of of September, et cetera, et cetera. What I've learned is that some of those stats, as I've studied them, are very inaccurate for the most recent month. And so I tend to focus more on the stats from two months back. So uh, really right now I'm, I'm... zeroed in on uh, July statistics from the stats that were published this month, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I don't know why they changed so much, if it's just the data, just the flow of the data coming in, but that's just the way it is. Um, I've learned that when they publish the last month's stats, usually in following, uh, following examples of the stats that come out, usually that month will change wildly. And so I want to make sure that the stats that I'm telling you guys about is most accurate. I think that looking at July and then basically extrapolating from that will be the best way to go. By the way, I'm recording this from a different location than I normally do. I'm not in my home office where I normally record. I'm actually in my office office um, and hoping that nobody uh, decides to poke their head into the the door. Normally they don't. but uh, if you if it sounds a little bit differently, that may be the case. Uh, but anyway, let's jump right in. It, let's ask this question for starters. Is the market slowing down? Because there's a lot of angst right now about it. And the reality is that, yes, the market is absolutely slowing down. Now, what does that mean? That simply means that it's not as intense of a seller's market as it has been. And that simultaneously, it also means that there's just not as many transactions happening. That's that's kind of the two things that that means. Now, what happens when, when people start getting angst about a slowdown? Um, there needs to be a few things kept in mind. One is that markets, it's normal, it's cyclical for markets to slow down. There is a an inverse correlation between the retail uh market, retailers and stores, you know, buying stuff, clothes and toys for your kids and things like that. 
that it goes in the opposite direction as the real estate market does. So, you know, as everything's getting geared up for the holidays, Black Friday and all of that, um, and people are, are buying all these uh, gifts and, and, and holiday decorations and, and Christmas trees and menorahs and all these different things, um, the exact opposite is happening in the real estate world where fewer and fewer houses are getting listed and fewer houses are being purchased. Um, the, the bottom line is that fewer people want to move or sell real estate during the holiday season. That is normal. So we have to first keep that in mind, that there is a normal slowdown, and that starts in September. Okay, so let's let's keep that in mind a little bit. Um, additionally, we have to keep in mind that COVID has still just made everything weird. We we don't know what anything means uh, in, in during this pandemic. Still ongoing. It's really hard to predict what's going to happen in the future. Um, and as well, I think we need to keep in mind that really the main thing when when people have angst about a slowdown what they're really worried about is that there's going to be a correction a correction is when the market flips when it goes from being a seller's market to a buyer's market uh, when it goes from being a buyer's market to a seller's market whatever the case may be that is what people are really concerned about because when it flips then a lot of people get left in the cold if it flipped from a seller's market to a buyer's market like overnight that's when we're starting to talk about a, re- a recession at that point. That's, in essence, what would happen um, if that happened. There would be a lot of foreclosures. Um, it would really be damaging to our economy. Um, and so we need to keep all of these things in mind as we're, as we're talking about the quote-unquote slowdown. But what does the data say? We're going to actually dig into some of this data with, that the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors has for us. Um, to see exactly what is happening. Is this just a seasonal slowdown? Is it more than that? Is it a little bit of the two? Um, I want to first start by looking at April. Um, April was really the peak of the madness. And when I say madness, I'm, I'm talking about when it was the, the craziest frenzy of all. When a lot of people were selling, a lot more people were buying, and, uh, you know, it was 10, 15 offers uh, on anything that w- was listed below 350000 pretty much. Um, in April, new listings went up to 19.3% uh, increase year on year. So April of 2021 had 19.3% more new listings than April of 2020. Uh, now, let's bear in mind as well, April of 2020 was a little bit weird uh, from the standpoint of that was right after lockdown and all of that. So a little bit weird there. A little bit weird there. It, it may not be a complete apples to apples comparison on everything. But that said, that's still a big increase. I'm going to say 20% increase in listings year on year for the month of April. Um, and that, that was the highest year on year increase that we saw all year. Uh, again, a lot of that did have to do with with the fact that uh, that COVID directly impacted uh, things a bit here, as uh, listings were down in April of 2020, probably from what we would have normally expected to see. Um, 
that said, um, it, it was also a very big month for pending sales. So we're looking at new listings. We're also looking at pending sales in both March and April. Pending sales in the upstate uh, and of 2021 were around 30% more than they were in 2020. Again, hedge that with COVID was a phenomenon, played a role. Contrast that with July. Um, July, and, and, and I would say what also seems to be true of, of August, even though, again, I, I don't trust yet the data for August. I'd like to, to wait another month. Um, but I, I think that what the data said for July is probably also true for August. Um, we normally have, by the way, uh, before I discuss July, we normally have a little bit of a July slowdown and then a little bit of an August, not recovery, but a slight bump back up in August. Uh, that's a normal part of, of the cyclical market here in Greenville. We've talked about this before. Um, a lot of that has to do with people going on vacation and all of that. Um, July 4th, there's a big holiday. It's the biggest holiday of the summer. Um, and, and this year, July 4th, the way it fell, some people took uh, vacation the week before, some took it the week after. That had a big impact. There you go. You can hear a siren. That That's something you don't normally hear uh, when I'm recording from my home office. Um, so hopefully you guys can uh, can hear that and enjoy that. I'm, I'm not driving. I'm not being chased down by a policeman. That's just that I'm recording from a, a different place. Um, I got North Pleasantburg Drive right outside, uh, right to the left of me right now. So it's a little bit, uh, a little bit louder than normal. Um, but uh, July had uh, a, the normal slowdown, but we still saw new listings up 7.4% versus July 2020. Um, now that's actually very impressive. Because July 2020, people were no longer caring about COVID, um, and so for and and so for in July of 2021, for us to still have had more listings because there were quite a few listings in July of 2020, for us to have 7.4 percent more in 2021, um, that's that's impressive. Uh, that shows that even though we had that normal July slowdown, it was still uh, a lot of people looking to sell. So um, if you contrast that with the with the increase in April, again, the year-on-year increase in April, it's a 12% different. April, uh, April was up 19.3% year-on-year, um, and then July was up 7.4% year-on-year, about a 12% difference. Here's where we see um, something that I wouldn't say is cause for concern, but it's worth monitoring. When you look at the pending sales, they tell a different story. So in April uh, of this year, year on year, pending sales were up 29.4% versus what they were in 2020, April of 2020. In July of this year, they were down minus negative 15.8%. In fact, pending sales in July were actually comparable to January levels, which is highly unusual, highly unusual. Because as I said before, or I alluded to it at least, the winter months are almost without fail, um, the, depending on what you define as the winter months. But I, I would say generally without fail, uh, the months of November through February are these four slowest months of the year for real estate, almost without fail. 
And usually July isn't anywhere near in the same category as those months. But this year, um, for pending sales, July was very similar. Uh, We had 1,361 pending sales in July of 2021 versus January, we had 1,324. So that's close in in a lot of ways. Um, What then, again, remember we just said that the new listings, there was a difference in terms of the year-on-year increase of 12% from April to July. Well, if you look at these pending sales, which went from 29.4 to minus 15.8, that's uh, from April to July. to July, that's a swing of going down 45%. Uh, and again, we're, we're not saying that pending sales in April versus July were down 45%. That would be crazy. It's just the year-on-year change uh, was down 45%. Um, and I would just say, as I mentioned before, it appears that August and September, just from what I've seen, um, and the data does indicate this a little bit, um, if it's trustworthy, that August and September uh, were and have been similar. Um, I, I, I wish I had reliable data to demonstrate that, but just anecdotally, um, I think that things are similar. We haven't seen as much of a drop-off in new listings, although we are, the normal seasonal slowdown, the normal seasonal drop-off, um, but we're seeing more than just perhaps a normal seasonal drop-off in demand. And there are some other, we'll we'll talk about some other things uh, with regard to that here in a little bit. Now, is this a reason to panic if you're a seller or if you're just scared about a recession or scared about a big market correction happening? I would say no. Um, No, I'm, I'm not scared about any of this stuff from the standpoint of, of a seller, from the standpoint of the, the general economy. Um, I still don't see anything that indicates to me that there is some crazy correction happening in the local real estate market. Now, I can't speak for other markets. This is a Greenville podcast. There, I have heard that some other markets have had a, a, a correction happen. Um, every market is a little bit different. And those markets don't impact us unless it's like it becomes the kind of thing where like all these markets start having corrections. But generally speaking, usually the market in Greenville is different than it is in a place like Denver or a place like Austin. Um, Even in a place like Charlotte, it's not exactly the same. When we're looking at this data, just looking at the new listings and just looking at the pending sales, you you can look at that and be like, oh man, this this doesn't look good at all. Like this looks like a big correction is coming, but you have to take other data points into account. Um, One of those big ones that we talk about a lot is the inventory levels, which tend to directly correlate with the frenzy of the market. Um, Inventory, which we measure on a monthly basis, um, should in a fair market be around six months. Now, Greenville historically for several years has been in between three and four months of inventory. That is a mostly seller's market. Um, And obviously it's not a crazy seller's market, but it is a strongly seller's market. So um, 
And then the higher that goes, the more it goes towards a buyer's market. Once you get into six, seven, eight months of inventory, now you're talking about a a very, very big buyer's market. Um, back in, uh, you know, 2010, 2011, that was when it was the most amount of inventory. It hit that eight-month level. That was kind of crazy. Um, that was when homes were just sitting for forever and you could get a great deal uh, on a house back then. Um, not anymore. In May of this year, it hit its lowest level that it ever has in the history of, at least since it's been measured, but probably the history of of modern real estate in the upstate. It went down to 1.1 months. Um, now, there are some markets, I've mentioned some markets are way different than Greenville. I've heard of some markets that have been at half a month worth of inventory. I can't even comprehend that. Because in May, when it hit that 1.1 month level, it was nuts around here. I feel bad for the realtors in, in these markets that hit half a month, um, or, or perhaps even worse. Um, so what's it done since then? Well, it has continued to... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Let me correct one thing. I actually made a mistake before. I said it hit eight months of inventory back in 2010, 2011. Actually, it was... Um, it was uh, 13 months was actually what it hit. So it was even uh, a lot higher than what I said. I, I, I misspoke there. Um, I, I had a graph pulled up and I pulled up, I, I said the wrong thing. So yeah, at its worst, it was around 13 months. At its it's worst from the standpoint of selling a house. Um, and then this year it went to 1.1 month. Um, since then, every month it's crept up a little. So June went up to 1.3, July it went up to 1.6, um, August this sheet currently says is that it was 2.2. I'm not taking that at face value. That is usually uh, wrong uh, the first time they publish this, so I'm going to assume that that's wrong. Uh, but we have the two months following May that both crept up um, all the way up to 1.6 months of inventory. So what does that mean? That means, yes, it is creeping up and we are seeing a quote-unquote slowdown in terms of demand, but that is still a crazy seller's market. It had never in history been below two up until 2020. Um, never. And so... Um, don't let that, and actually, I, I I say that, I think it's actually, it. yeah, it was November of 2020 was the first time that we, we dipped below two months of inventory. So looking at this and seeing, oh, 1.6 months of inventory, yes, that's a half a month higher than it was in May. That's still historically unbelievably low. This is, you know, a phenomenon that we run into people panicking about things that they shouldn't panic about, um, similar with interest rates, mortgage interest rates, um, you know, people panicking, oh man, uh, mortgage rates just went from three to 3.25 in, uh, you know, in a few weeks. And it's like 3.25 is still an unbelievable rate. Like, let's just calm down a bit. It, it's not that big, <laughs> not that big of a deal. Um, so, uh, I want to keep all of that in perspective. 
Um, and, and I think that this is healthy. We knew that that, that pace was not going to, to be able to, to sustain. I mean, that's, that, that could be actually crippling to the housing market if it just stayed at those insanely low inventory levels. Um, we need kind of some of that to to ease off a little bit so that buyers actually have a chance to to buy houses and, and we can actually keep the real estate market flowing. Um, and it's not like we're seeing a change from 1.1 to 2.5 overnight. Um, again, I said August, it says was 2.2. Even if that's true, which I don't think it is, I think it's lower than that. But even if that were true, we're still seeing a gradual over several months trend of of correction, and we need that. We need inventory to creep up a little bit to help out uh, to help out the market, as I've already said, um, because it 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 impacts things a lot of different ways. For instance, uh, buyers, a lot of buyers will just drop out when things are when there's such a frenzy like this. They'll just drop out of the market, um, and those left will do irrational things. They will overbid on properties, for instance, and then immediately have buyer's remorse. Um, and so you as a seller, if you are selling real estate, it's it's not all bad news when you hear that the market is slowing down a little bit. Um, really think about it less as a slowdown and think about it more as uh, stability. The markets are stabilizing a little bit as they should. And um, I've already mentioned that for several years, the, the Greenville, the greater Greenville market had kind of stabilized into a three, three and a half-ish uh, months of inventory level. Um, and that is that is kind of the sweet spot, what we had for several years, and we were all comfortable with that for a while. Um, and I don't think that there will be any problem if it goes back to that. Um I don't think it would be any problem for it to go to four or five months of inventory. You just have to shift your expectations if you're buying or selling when that happens. And what we don't want is for it to happen overnight to catch a bunch of people by surprise. And then that's when things could could go bad, when we could see a lot of foreclosures, see a lot of people not be able to sell their homes, etc. So it's still just judging based on, on inventory it's still very much a seller's market, but also looking at other data points, it's still very much a seller's market. Days on the market, still historically low. Some of the lowest days on market for homes that are being sold that we've ever seen. Uh, 21 days in July, which was the lowest it's ever been measured. And August, they said it was, again, this data might not be entirely accurate, but currently it's saying it was also uh, 21 days in the month of August. So un- unbelievably low, and that indicates very much a seller's market. And uh, on the flip side, the median sales price continues to be in the 12% increase range. In other words, prices market-wide in the greater Greenville area are essentially going up 1% each month. That has been consistent for the past year. That has remained consistent the past several months as well. And so, um, again, that is a uh, just as strong of an indicator as any of these other things that the market is slowing down in some ways, but it's it's also 
staying kind of where it is in some other ways. Um, so there is still some there is still some volatility that we perhaps can expect, but there is also indications that there are some things that are holding stable. And I'm not even saying that all of those things are good things. Um, I, you know, 1% increases per month is a really bad thing if you're looking to buy. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. That's, that's what we're seeing. Um, so what does all this mean? I've already given some thoughts. I'm going to add some anecdotal experience to, to go along with some of this data. Um, in my experience for, for buyers purchasing homes under $300,000, uh, under that price point, it's still crazy. And, and right now the median sales price is, is in like the $270,000 range. So once you get under 300,000, you, you get, you know, at that point, basically people competing for an average ish, uh, home, roughly speaking. Um, and it, it's like diving into a shark tank that under $300,000 price point. I mean, it is still bidding war after bidding war, chaos upon chaos. Um, it's nuts. And those over 300000 on the flip side, what I've seen, are, um, are honestly getting pickier. So that's where it is a little bit trickier to sell. The over $300,000 uh, price point buyers have gotten pickier. And so we've seen that market, that part of the market, slow down a bit. Um, they aren't just submitting offers for the sake of submitting offers. We've seen that for those in the you know 270, 280 range. I've seen panic, uh, panic purchases, so to speak. People saying, "Oh man, uh, this house, you know, this is the best house that's going to come along at our price point. We got to submit an offer. Let's let's waive all the contingencies, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, I'm not seeing that so much in the price point up above 300,000. I'm seeing people be a lot more cautious. And I think there's a reason for that. Um, and I've alluded to this in other podcasts, but I think that the people at that price point are um, able to afford a lot more. They could probably afford 400,000 and they're looking at homes in the 300,000 range, but because they can afford more, they're going to be pickier. And that's just the way it is. Those looking in the 250 to 280 range that's all they can afford. And uh, so since there's very little houses at that price point, um, that's where all the chaos is. Um, now, to harken back to what I said before, um, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of clamor, a lot of news articles saying uh, that the market is slowing down and making it sound like it's slowing down dramatically, that we're seeing like what I referenced earlier, that we're seeing a correction coming. And I think that that is an exaggeration, at least here in the greater Greenville area. Um, but that said, I suspect that these headlines and the and these whispers going around will scare some sellers into deciding to wait to sell. Um, and I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if we see a big drop-off in new listings in the upcoming months. That's even more than than the normal seasonal drop-off. We haven't seen that up to this point, um, but just based on uh, you know what people out there are saying, that would not shock me. Sellers may drop out because they're scared that there is a correction happening and, and that uh, you know that they're not going to get what they want for their house. Um, and, and there are some indications that that 
has happened. We'll just have to wait and, and get more data to see. Um, all in all, I think piecing all the data together, I think that what we're seeing is mostly a normal seasonal slowdown. Maybe it's a little bit more than that. Maybe buyers are starting to uh, just get exhausted and have decided just to kind of cool it a little bit, uh, a segment of the market, cool it for the fall, for the for the winter season. But I think mostly what we're looking at is, generally speaking, a seasonal slowdown. Some of the data um, indicates that it might be a little bit more than that. Some of the data doesn't. I think all in all, you put it all together, it, it seems like we're experiencing, by COVID standards, what should happen this time of year as things slow down a bit. And this this is what happens. Usually uh, sales, new sales, new contracts, new listings, etc. trend downward from September to December. Every year, that's always what happens. And then they start to creep back up in January. Um, so that's happening again this year. Um, all that to be said, Greenville is really a, a remarkably stable market. And, and, you know, I mentioned before how there are some markets that had inventory go significantly lower than it went here in Greenville. Um, Greenville, even during the worst part of the frenzy, has not been at all the craziest market in the U.S., not even close. Um, And uh, on the flip side as well, I've heard not just this year, but in past years that there have been other markets that have cooled down dramatically when Greenville hasn't. So Greenville just in general is more stable. Uh, What happened in the spring of this year when things went crazy is very unusual for the Greenville market. That doesn't normally happen in our market. And and in general, uh, dramatic increases or or decreases don't happen uh, in, in any direction with regard to anything in the real estate world, increases and in new listings and new sales and new closings and days on market and, uh, medium price points going up or down increases or decreases tend to be more stable, more gradual in the market. They don't typically tend to correct overnight in the Greenville market. Um, so this may not get me clicks or new listens or new shares or whatever, but what I'm saying is that nobody should panic. I'm not. I'm certainly not panicking. What's happening now is mostly normal, at least insofar as this we have this new normal that is this pandemic that has caused all kinds of crazy things in construction and and everything else, uh, and and you know mortgage rates being way down, way down, all these different things. Um, it's still what we're seeing doesn't indicate to me that there's something major coming down the road. It just seems like people are, are kind of taking a break for the holidays, um, or taking a break for the fall and winter seasons. And I think we'll continue to see that. And then when January comes around, it'll start to go back up and probably the spring will be crazy all over again. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, really, that doesn't mean that you should change your plans. It just means you should cater your expectations. If you're selling in that above $300,000 price point, just understand you, you're probably not going to get 
10 offers right away. It's just not going to happen. You might have buyers that come in and that are kind of nitpicky on different things. These are things that you just need to keep in mind. Um, it Again, just so that you're not surprised that you don't find yourself in a situation where you're shocked. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to get 20 offers right away. That might not be the case. You'll still sell your home. It is still a seller's market. Don't worry about that. If you're a buyer, um, this is probably going to be your best time to buy for a while. Um, so keep that in mind as well. There's not going to be as many listings to to choose from, but you'll have a better shot with them than you probably will. Uh, and it, you'll have a better shot in the next few months than you will early next year. Keep that in mind as well. That's it for today's episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, there weren't any more sirens that I heard, uh, but, uh, but I hope the added noise level wasn't a big deal. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate, appreciate you guys listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. Um, again, my contact information is in the show notes if you need to reach me for any reason. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week.